This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday sermon. I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. Well, John, last uh, Sunday was the Sanctity of Life Sunday, which is kind of hard to say, actually. And uh, what, what does that represent? Well, I think sanctity of life is, you know, just um, it's a way of saying that we value, especially human life. Um, and, and we think it's it's kind of a, a statement about abortion, to be honest. I mean, it's you know, some people don't like to frame it that way, but it really is about about abortion, taking the life of the un, of the unborn. Uh, but it relates to other things as well. Uh, certainly there's issues at the end of life and, and other issues that that play into that as well. But it, but it's primarily focused on, on the life of the unborn. And we. Uh, we, we had some scheduling mishaps too. So we had, we, I thought I had a speaker, but I actually have a speaker for this Sunday that's going to come and talk just for a few minutes about, um, about Alternatives Pregnancy Center here in Lakewood. But uh, anyways, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed the, you know, the attempt at least, you know. The attempt. Well, <laughs> yeah, we showed a video that was relate was related. And then, and then of course we didn't have a speaker I thought we had, and but we will this week. And, um, and of course this Friday is the, um, the, uh, what is it? The, I forget, I forget what it's called. The pro-life rally or something. Oh, Washington yeah, DC okay. pro-life March, sanctity of, sanctity of life March. Okay. Yeah. There's, um, I don't, I don't even know how many, th- it'll be a huge crowd. I know even Colorado Christian university right down the street from us is taking a couple hundred students. And I, and I've, I've heard a little birdie told me yesterday that they're going to be leading the way, like in the front of the of the March, and this I guess. is where this is in. It's in Washington D.C. Oh wow, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, actually, you, you mentioned that video you showed. Um, one thing I, uh, that kind of hit me a lot is the point of the, of, of the video talks about a woman and abortion, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then you kind of you see the twist is she had an abortion. She did, yeah. In there, and you're like, oh man, I, I know. Like sometimes uh, people outside the church might be frustrated with people in the church for being so maybe in their mind judgmental towards abortion or uh, callous towards it or whatever. But the reality is even within the church, we understand that we are all broken people. We're all sick people who've made, you know, we need a doctor. It's not sick, but we, we are sick. And well, Jesus used that analogy, right? It isn't, yeah, that we need a, we need a healer. We need a doctor. We're, we're hurting. We're sick people. And, um, and so it was kind of nice to see that, that she had, not that she had made the decision, but she had had the abortion. But the cool thing was that there was there was post-abortion uh, counseling available. Yeah. And that was just such a cool thing because, you know, we all make mistakes. We all do yeah. that. Yeah. To, be, to be clear, we, you know, we think that um, scripture, uh, scripture values human life. We were, we're created in the image of God that life begins at conception. I think that's not that's not a religious belief that life begins at conception. That's a scientific fact that life begins at conception. It's a human life. And so we, we value that human life and we want to protect that. Um, and we know that there's consequences sometimes for decisions that are, are made and, and pregnancy it can be difficult if, if it's out of um, a situation where, you know, where there's a husband and a, and a, and a wife and a, and, a, and a good family environment and that, that it's hard, it's difficult and single moms and all kinds of different situations. We know that, that, that it can be really hard. So, uh, but we still value that life. We value the mother's life and, uh, we want to come alongside and, and, and help both and, and, and save the life of the unborn, but also, you know, help, help mothers who, 
maybe weren't in a situation where they wanted to be pregnant, but, but it's, it's a consequence of a decision made and, and we want to come alongside and help them. And, and those who've had abortions, which is a rather significant number of women have had, had abortions and some say as high as 25%. Um, I don't know if it's that high or not, but the, some say that. And so there's women in the church that have had abortions and we want to love them well. And, and, and there's hurt and guilt and shame that often comes along with that. So, yeah, I think you don't hear about a lot about that in the, yeah. in the, just the secular media that yeah. there is, there are, there are people that, that regret it, that, that do, do feel the, the, the heavy weight of it. So yeah, well, um, and we and have that, counseling. there's that shout your abortion thing. I mean, I think the media and, and culture tries to take the, the, the guilt and the shame away. And, and in some sense, I understand why they might want to do that, but I'm not sure that, that, you know, the answer is shout your about abortion and, you know, that, that whole movement and there's hashtag, whatever, shout your abor- abortion. And I don't think, I think most women who have, who have gone through that and have had that procedure, you know, one of those procedures done, um, really experience a lot of hurt, no matter what the, what culture tells them. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so we, we want to recognize that and come alongside and, and the answer isn't to remove guilt. The answer is to experience the redemption and the freedom that Christ offers through, through forgiveness and, and, uh, and the cross. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I didn't know about that movement, uh, kind of, uh, going on in our series, uh, unlocking the secrets of the Christian life. Yeah. Uh, we're adding last week we added to or furnished our, our, uh, faith with virtue. Yeah. And now we're going to furnish our faith with, with knowledge. Yeah. So we're adding knowledge, uh, to our faith. And, uh, you, you talked about how God doesn't act, tell us always to act out in faith without knowledge. Like he gives us both. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, I've had those situations in my life where, I feel like God gives me either enough or just enough knowledge sure. to, to and says just jump, and then I've jumped and then either fallen short or crashed and burned. Um, and why is that? Why does why does that happen? <laughs> and then how do we handle that? Maybe that's just me, John. Well, no, I don't think it's just you, but but I do think that's somewhat situational. There can be a lot of different reasons why that happens. Um, you know, maybe you know maybe we misread the situation we felt like god was telling us to do something and he wasn't um that's certainly possible uh if if it's in scripture if it's god's revealed will and you followed that and then you've you felt like you haven't lived up to that or there's been some kind of consequence of that you know the, what's that old saying no good deed goes unpunished <laughs> uh and uh and sometimes that's true we do get we do experience negative consequences for doing good things and so it, just because god says to do something doesn't mean that everything's going to turn out wonderful and it's going to be you know um blissful and all those kinds of things sometimes sometimes it's really hard i mean you know paul talks constantly about you know being beaten because he follows christ and thrown in jail and all these different things and you know we have the story of job and we can go on and on about how how there were times when people when the followers of god followed his commandments and were persecuted because of it. And Jesus even said, you know, when they hate you, remember they hated me first. The whole idea was that if you follow me and follow my teachings, um, there's going to be people who hate you and, and who are who stand against you. And, and, and there's going to be consequences for that. So I think so I think it depends, you know, if it's a personal decision, you know, like you felt like God wanted you to. Uh, go to this college or marry this person or, or something like that, then I, I, I don't know. We'd have to go back and look, right? Like we'd yeah. have to go back and go, we're, you and know, assess. and assess. Were <laughs> you really reading the situation right? Um, did, 
you know, did God really tell you that? And, and I think that that can be complicated. I think, as a matter of fact, I think most of the time God doesn't tell us those, those kinds of things. Everybody wants him to, yeah. but I don't, I think most of the time he doesn't. Um, and then, and we just, we just kind of like, Oh no, no, no. God told me to marry this person. And, and, and sometimes that can work out great, but there's many, many times where I've, yeah. I've heard it over and over again. Oh, God told me to marry that person. You know, and then they end up divorced or something like that. And then I don't want to go. So you think God told you to marry that person? Yeah. Well, like he we, really screwed that up, didn't he? You yeah. Know? And God doesn't screw up. We know that. So, so where was the screw up? Well, it was with, the, with, you know, with the individual or one of the individuals or both. Maybe that's the thing too. It's like, sometimes we, we think he's telling us to jump and it's like, no, no, I'm yeah. not telling you to jump. And then, you know. Well, and that's why we ought to pray for wisdom, mm-hmm. right? And Galatians 5 tells us to live wisely. And uh, James tells us to pray for wisdom. And pr- the entire book of Proverbs is about having wisdom. And, and so really, sometimes I think we pray for God's revelation in a situation rather than God's wisdom in a situation. We ought to be praying for God's wisdom first and foremost. And God, give me wisdom as I make this decision. And then making decisions based on God's revealed will, not on some secret message he gave you. Because I don't I don't think God gives, uh, now that doesn't mean God doesn't speak to us um, when he wants to, but I think sometimes we like to put words in God's mouth if you, if you want to think of it that way. And God's often not speaking to us. Instead, we should be praying for wisdom and seeking wisdom. Uh, wisdom from his revealed will, which is scripture. Gotcha. So what do we do when that happens though? So let's say we kind of, kind of internalize things and yeah. we think, we think this is what God wants and yeah. you know, he, and then we fell short or, you know, and you see a lot of times in the church, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot, a lot of times it's, it's pretty much our will, but we just want to justify it. Yeah. But that's then, usually what it is. But then we get angry at him. We do. You know, I've seen that. I see that before where the people get oh, angry. Yeah. They walk away from I prayed from God. for God to save my brother, my sister, my mom, my he dad from it. cancer or whatever. Yeah. And he didn't do it. And what is that, you know, you think about that. What does that really say? It's, that says God didn't act like a genie in a bottle mm-hmm. for me, and therefore God's some kind of moral monster. Well, that's not, that's, that's completely unfair. Yeah. And, and that, that, that doesn't put God on the throne. It puts you on the throne. And, and, and I think, you know, the problem is not God. The problem is me, right? It's always me. Um, so, so, again, you know, so you fail or something doesn't go the way you think it should, um, there's a sense, God has given us enough, as you said in the question, you know, in your initial question, God has given us enough. He's given us enough knowledge. Yeah, Yeah. enough to follow him. And the consequences of following him should not be our concern. Um, That doesn't mean you don't think about him. It just just means that you don't go, well, I'm going to obey God this time because it's going to turn out good for me. And this time I'm not going to obey God because it's not going to turn out good for me, right? You obey either way. And so, so our, our desire ought to be, to be, to live holy lives, to be obedient to God. Um, he's given us enough knowledge to, he's revealed his will to us. So we should act virtuous in our faith, right? We added virtue last week. So we should act virtuous in our faith according to God's revealed will, which is in scripture, renewing our minds as Romans 12, Romans 12 talks about, um, based on what God has told us. And, and, and so when you say fall short, are you saying I fell short in my obedience? Cause that's one thing, or it just didn't work out the way I thought Mostly it would, it which is another out, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I figured you meant. But you know, just cause it doesn't work out the way I thought it should or yeah. would doesn't mean that God didn't accomplish his will in the process. And, and that's, that's hard. To, that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Well, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of our lives are 
all of doubt and self-preservation. Yeah. And I was just thinking about the other day because, you know, I've had some sore injuries, you know, neck. Yeah. And I know you have had your neck thing. And yeah. um, I'm like so angry at the pain that I always have pain, blah, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And I try to avoid everything in my life that's going to bring pain. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of all the pain in my life. You, you and know? I are so opposite. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, like, that's going to hurt. I should do that. No, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> there's something wrong there, John. See, there's something wrong where I am and there's something wrong where you are. We need to be in the middle somewhere. But I think it's one of those things where I, I need to embrace that life's going to bring pain and, and sometimes doing mm-hmm. things it's going to hurt which is a, a good hurt you know so yeah so I, there are times to lean into into the pain is, yeah. is instead of running away from it right and you just think about working out well you get sore well yeah but soreness is good soreness is your muscles rebuilding themselves right mm-hmm. you know getting rid of all that lactic yeah. acid and all As- that absolutely yeah. you know so there's there's there are times to lean into pain as is instead of running away from it. I can go home and sit on the couch and get fat and have the kinds of injuries I can't even feel until much later, right? My cholesterol gets high, my blood pressure gets high, you know, all those kinds of things. So I'm still experiencing consequences. There's damage. And I'm still being gonna have now. damage is still being done. The question is, is it damage I know or damage I don't? And so I think I think when it comes to, you know, relating it back to what we're talking about, being obedient to God, it isn't based on whether, whether there's going to be pain or not. It's based on what's good for us. Yeah. And what's good for us is obedience to God. Yeah. And it, and oftentimes, like you said, oftentimes it is going to sometimes sting Some, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a good, but it's a good burn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 I said going back to the workout analogy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But, but you know, it does, it does hurt and injuries yeah. do happen, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, you know. If you, if you, if your goal is, and this is really what I think culture teaches us, run away from pain, you know, maximize pleasure. And, and that's the happy, happy, good, fulfilled life. Yeah. Um, but it's not, <laughs> it's a, it's a lie. And, and you, the more I you run why, away from I pain, why that is the message. What do you mean? The, why is that the message of the world? I wonder. He well, missed, I mean, cause, cause pain's not fun. Yeah. You know, but it's, yeah, it's a hedonistic approach. It's, it's. Um, you know, everybody likes things to feel good, but things that feel good aren't always good, right? Like, um, we had the CB, CBS ladies, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible, Bible, Bible study, study group that meets at our church on Tuesdays, bought the, or bought, like provided, I should say, our staff lunch yesterday. And we sat down and we ate with them and, and look, I didn't want to eat salad and like just a little bit of soup. I wanted to go and like try all of, all of them and eat a lot and like stuff myself. That's what I wanted to do. I did that, John. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's what I wanted to do, but that's not what I need to do. And I would have, I, I would pay for that. Right. Like there's, there's a consequence. Now I did eat some soup that wouldn't normally be on my diet, but you know, and it was good, but I had just a little bit and I had my salad and I was good. And, and that, so I do, it's good for me. And honestly, you know, um, there's a lot of things that I would like to do that w- that are harmful to me. So, yeah, I think I, I just think it's an interesting message, you know, that because I think that I think society maybe doesn't have an alternative message in some ways of, yeah. of the, you know, embrace, you know, some, and some you'll see a lot of like maybe discipline circles, embrace the hardship and, you know, deny yourself certain pleasures and, w- and work through it. And, you uh-huh. know. But spiritually, you see that with athletes a yeah, lot, mm-hmm. right? Like I think it was Tom Lander who said, uh, "Coaching is about making men do what they don't want to do so that they can be who they want to be," or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a harder message. Yeah, and I think maybe I think also, you know, if I'm trying to even beyond think beyond certain, you know, whatever the, the obvious, I think sometimes too, it's when you're when you're living and becoming what you want to be, you know, in a lot of ways, then you. Um, 
aren't easily distracted by yeah. the nonsense of the world. You know, when yep. you're in your pleasures, then you're you're easy to uh, distract, and you're you're not you're not, yeah, it's not effective. And what you, you know, what, and it's like a it's like a, a, a society that's a, it's more at, uh, just they're yeah. just distracted. Yeah. And I think it's it's you know there's no purpose. And um, anyways, John, you know, there's sometimes there's mysteries of God that we don't understand. You know, they don't allow for knowledge. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of talked about this before, but I think for me, it's just something that always comes up. And um, how do we accept the fact that, you know, God says, no, I, you don't, you're not going to know this, yeah. you know, and you still got to embrace, you still got to follow, you still got to obey and have faith. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because last night, yesterday, again, at lunch, I was sitting at a table with a bunch of ladies from this, the community Bible study group at our church and um, that meets at our church and, and talking to these ladies about different things. And, and uh, one lady was uh, pretty insistent on this idea of faith and the mysteries of God and going, well, God's a mystery. And we just, that's what faith is all about, right? We just got to have faith. And I just kept wanting to correct her really, really bad, but I did not. I held my tongue a little bit because there's times and places to do that. And I didn't feel like that was the time or the place. But here's, here's the problem with, you know, we play the mystery card too quickly sometimes. And so we gotta be, we gotta be careful. Like there are times to play the mystery card. There are times to go, I don't know. I, I don't know that about God. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, and that's a mystery, and I've just got to trust God in that. And that's that's fine as far as that goes, and it's and it's completely appropriate at times. But a lot of times we just run to that card so fast because we don't understand something. We just go, well, this is difficult, or I don't really understand it, so it must be a mystery. God's a mystery. It's like, well, God revealed himself. He revealed part of the mystery. Ephesians talks about that even, you know, it, related to the gospel. And, you know, what, what is this mystery? And, of course, the mystery is the whole relationship between the gospel and, and, and Jews and Gentiles and that kind of thing. And so, so the, many mysteries have been revealed in Scripture about God. We can know a lot. And so we should know what we can. We should, we should study. We should add knowledge to our faith. We should seek to understand and seek wisdom and all of those things. There are things at the end of the day where we go, I don't know this about God, so I, I just have to go, okay, there's a mystery here. I, I can't quite make sense of it. And that's okay, but we shouldn't play that card too quickly. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people do. You know, we can say what, what is how God is going to work out, you know, redemptive history. Well, some parts of that are mystery and some parts are not, right? We have, a, we have revelation. We have uh, the revelation um, that John get, gives us and, and tells us about the new heavens and new earth. So there's aspects that we know. There's as- aspects that we go, well, I'm not sure quite how that works out or, or you know, I'm not sure what God's going to, how God's going to work through that situation. And those can be mysteries and we can embrace those. Well, I think it's like one of those things where when it comes to us, communicating with God and, or, you know, trying to f- figure out things or, you know, in our prayer lives, whatever it is, I think I tend to be like, whatever you say, God, you know, almost like <laughs> you're, you're God, yeah. you're, you know, you I do don't, thing. you do it. I'll follow you. God, you do you. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like this, but whatever. And I think God sometimes with me, he's like, come on. Yeah. Let's go to the mat a little let's bit. Let's work a little harder yeah. on that one, Johnny. Let's, let's yeah. go to the mat. Let's talk. Tell me, what are you feeling? You know, yeah. what are you frustrated? Why are you frustrated? You know, it's like, what is why I'm frustrated? Because, because, okay, go ahead. You know, let, let, let's go. Let's go a little bit. I want to hear what you, I want to hear your heart. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, you know, he wants us to, like you said, just build that knowledge. Like, I, I'm going to keep asking, you know, like, I don't like this answer right now that this doesn't make sense. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing. And, you know, maybe, you know, it, yeah. it is to be known. Well, and you talked a lot just as you even address that a lot in emotional terms and, and we, we which is fine to some degree and God can handle that. But a lot of our emotional 
responses are based on our knowledge, right? And so sometimes our lack of knowledge can contribute to more frustration and anger towards God. Mm. Sometimes the more we know about God and understand God and, and, and that trust is built because our knowledge of God, we can look at things that would otherwise frustrate us or make us angry and go, and go okay, I, I can trust God with that because I've got this, this good no- base of knowledge and understanding who God is, you know, how he works things out in redemptive history, you know, what he's trying to accomplish with his church or whatever, whatever the related knowledge might be to those things. And so now there might be at the end of the day, still be that, that emotional response. Maybe we, we have a, a good amount of knowledge, but we don't have, we still end up in a place where we go, man, I'm still just frustrated and that's fine. And God can take that and we should, um, you know, wrestle those things with God. But Job did that, and 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 he did get put in his place eventually. And he got put in his place, right? So <laughs> yeah. you better be ready for yeah, that too. Be ready, yeah. But God also, but event, he also uh, gave Job, you know, restored Job, and yeah. then gave him much more than he originally had. And so, you know, so so I think we have to be careful too. Knowledge helps us with our emotions, and emotions help us with our knowledge, right? That should, our emotions should spur us on to seek to know and understand better. Mm-hmm. God, who God is and, and his heart and what he's trying to accomplish and, and what scripture reveals to us. And, it li- and likewise, knowledge should relieve at least some of the angst and, and maximize at least some of the joy. Yeah, that actually is a perfect thing because I, I wasn't expecting to talk about this, because, but that makes total sense. Because, you know, you think about like even like an artist or a, a writer or someone who's, who does creative things. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you think, well, if I'm going to be an artist or a musician, whatever it is, I should be able to, on my own, just spit out this this creative process. Yeah. But the reality is, if you're a true artist or musician or whatever it is, you are constantly taking in knowledge, constantly taking in resources so that you can um, be inspired to create something new and something different. And I think, you know, I think that's why it's so important just as... Um, as followers of Christ and, and adding knowledge to our lives, we need to be constantly just spending time with Christ, whatever that looks like, uh, through scripture, through prayer. We need to constantly be, uh, you know, even like you, you were kind of pushing on us to be reading books throughout this year. Yeah. You know, you want to have new information always flooding in so that I was you, pushing on the, on our on staff, staff to, yeah. to be reading certain books in certain areas and have a Bible reading plan and then books in their ministry areas and books on leadership. And yeah. Yeah. Because you want it. Cause you know, I may think I know stuff about life groups, but I don't know a ton of stuff. So you always want to keep adding new information into our minds so that we can kind of wrestle with it, process it, and then hopefully uh, spit something that is that is good out eventually. Um, with Christ, we need to be doing that all the time with our faith, adding yeah. knowledge, right? Yeah. So is it important that we avoid certain areas of information, just information in general, not just not spiritual, but I mean, because sometimes, like, you know, you'll see like, Kind of, I think the point of my question is, I'm going to read my Bible for 10, 20 minutes a day, maybe have a quick prayer time, and then I'm going to go Netflix, internet, you know, you know, we're at social media. We start to inundate with other information. Is it important that we, we're careful about what kind of comes in aside from Christ? Yes, but I think we can, I think there's actually some danger there as well. Like, I think... So here's what can sometimes happen. We can we can separate the sacred from the you know from the secular, and 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 try to draw these artificial lines in the sand, so to speak. And I, and I think that can be dangerous. Like like there is some distinctions, right? But whenever things, let, let's just put it this way: we should have a filter through which we see the world, 
And that filter should be a biblical worldview and, an, and a good understanding of how God created the world and, and his intent in the world. That way we can distinguish what has fallen and what is not, right? But sometimes we think, oh, if it's a Christian book or it's a Christian show or if it's a, you know, something along those lines, then I can trust it. And we, and we kind of walk in with this blind trust as if Christians can't be fallen and write bad things, right? And I think that's a mistake. And in, in the same way, we can look at the world and go, well, the world clearly can't know anything because that's secular. And so they really have nothing to offer me. And I think that can be a mistake as well. And so th- this morning, I was literally reading Jordan Peterson. Uh, you know who Jordan Peterson is? No. Uh, you you would like need to like get up to date here, Johnny. Who's Jordan Peterson? You don't know who Jordan Peter, Peterson no. is? No. Say it and I might know. He's like, he's, like um, he's not a Christian. At least I don't think he's a Christian. I've heard, you know, he talked, but he talks about biblical things a lot. He talks about biblical stories. He's a psychologist. He wrote 12 rules for life or something like that. And, and uh, I was just reading some aspects of that. And so, but I'm reading it from a Christian worldview. There's another book, um, uh, Jocko Willink wrote a book called um, Discipline Equals Freedom. I was reading, and I was reading that. And as far as I know, he's not a Christian either, but he's a former Navy SEAL and and things like that. And so I, I'm reading these things, and I, I'm but I'm reading them with a filter, right? They're secular, but I'm reading them with a filter, and I'm and I'm asking myself as I read through them, is this is this biblical? Should I should is this good information? And there's parts of it where it's really good, and parts of it's where it's like, eh, mm, no, yeah, that's not right, you know. So I have to read things with a filter. And, and, or watch things with a filter. And then there's obviously things I shouldn't watch, and right? Turn like, it off and stop yeah, turn it off if it gets or don't, too bad. Yeah. Or don't turn it on in the first place or, or whatever, obviously. And so, but I don't think it's, you know, if, if it's, if it's not, there's a lot of things that are obvious, there's obviously bad or evil or not good. And obviously don't turn those things on. Um, but those things kind of in the middle where you go, well, maybe this isn't from a Christian perspective doesn't mean it's not helpful. Yeah. Or I, that I can glean something out of it. Yeah. 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 But again, I'm, I'm reading it with a filter. My, my filter is scripture is, is God's word is God's revealed truth. Sounds like the, the kind of what you're saying is we need to be creating a, a very, you know, well-defined filter. Yeah. Which comes with knowledge. Always, yeah. Daily. Always yes. adding to that. Make sure we need to start with our filter and then we need to clean it up at the end of the day and go, okay, this ah. is, this is not need to be, this does not need to be in here. Right. It almost would be very beneficial for us to but do that. Read Christian or watch Christian or listen to Christian things with that filter too. Also. Yeah. You want to be yeah. building that up, buffering yeah. it up. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, you know, sometimes I look at uh, Christians in the church and even myself sometimes where I go, I know God wants me to maybe do this thing, whatever it is, you know, but I don't have the knowledge yet. So since I don't have the knowledge, I'm not going to do it. You know, Um, I don't, or like sometimes even when it comes to sharing our faith, it's like, oh, I don't want to invite or or talk about Jesus because what if they ask this question? I don't know the answer to Let me just, I'll take a a seminary course. And then once (laughs) I have that, then I'll go and I'll do this. Um, Do you think it's, it's, well, I mean, why shouldn't we wait until our knowledge is full, completely full before we act out in faith sometimes? Because you're never going to get there. Okay. You're just never going to, you'll you're never feel always going to make that excuse. Yeah. There's, there's, I, I still get stumped sometimes and, and I've been, you know, I mean, I've been a Christian a really long time, uh, seminary, I've got seminary degree. Yeah. I've got my, my undergraduate degrees in biblical studies. You know, I've, I've, I've read and studied, read apologetics, all kinds of stuff. Like I, I got a fair amount. I'm pretty well, pretty well read, um, I still get stumped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not the most brilliant person in the world. I don't remember everything I see or anything like that. I'm not some kind of polymath or whatever, but like, I just, 
you know, but I, but I'm fairly well informed and I read a lot and I, and I study scripture and all those things. Right. So I still get stumped. I still don't know. Sometimes I, I still don't have all the answers. And if you wait till you have all the answers to do anything, uh, you know, you're just, you're never going to do anything. I mean, even go talk to a car mechanic who's been doing it for 20 years. Oh, he's seen everything. Well, almost everything. But, you know, every once in a while, he'll still get stumped, right? Yeah. He, but he gets stumped less and less the longer he works on things because every time he gets stumped, he figures out the answer and, and he learns a little bit more and, and it, he builds his, his knowledge base, right? That's good. Well, well you're, you don't know what you don't know. You until don't, you know. Until, until you, know, until you, you know find out what yeah. you don't know, right? And then you go, oh, I got to go figure that out. I, I think that's an excuse. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not big on excuses. I was kind of, I think he, human nature is to make excuses about things. And I certainly um, have made plenty of excuses in my life. But I was brought up in a way that excuses just weren't acceptable. Like, that's an excuse, John. Yeah. I mean, quit making excuses. Just do it. Just do it. Figure yeah. it out. Go learn. Right. And, and, and I, I really do feel like if I put my mind to something, I can learn it. You know, if I, if I really want to learn it, I can, uh, now, you know, you got to weigh out. I can't learn everything. I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I've, I've limited resources in the brain department. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah. But you're not, you're a smart guy, John. But, but I, but so I have to determine though, but I have to kind of determine what, what is worth my time and what's not worth my time and where do I want to spend my resources and where I, where I don't. So I'm not going to go learn everything, but when it comes to my faith, I want to learn what I can given the resources I have. And when it comes to sharing my faith, I'm going to, I'm going to share my faith. Somebody stumps me. I'm, Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that way. Let me figure that out. Let me go, you know, find some answers. And, and it's, it's all based on fear, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? And so we need to understand that. Um, but he's given us sound mind and, and, and spirit, right? So we, so we need to operate that way. I, I Don't make excuses, man. Yeah. Just, you well, just got to get that out of your life. I think, you know, you made an interesting connection in my mind just now because I think a lot of times, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit briefly about people who, some Christians who are quote unquote Jesus jerks where they, they, yeah. know, they know so much, but they're kind of jerks about it, you yeah. know, and how that went. And, and it's true, but I think sometimes when you jump in without the knowledge right away uh-huh. and you get burned a little bit or you get humbled in that yeah. moment, you can add knowledge to a humble heart. Right. You know, and that's a good combination. Absolutely. You want to learn in humility. Yeah. And so, and so sometimes almost it's, it's good to be in the trenches. You build that passion, you build that emotion. You, 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 you have that vulnerable state where you add knowledge. Whenever you add knowledge to vulnerability, yeah, it really does impress well. And I think that's, you know, like you said, it's an excuse not to do it, but it's almost better to do that, to jump in without knowing necessarily and maybe getting roughed up a little bit yeah, and learning. And Absolutely. then you add, you add that new knowledge to that raw heart mm-hmm. and it's like, it sticks really well. Yeah, it's absolutely. Almost, it's almost super beneficial. Absolutely. And the, and the other thing, the other thing can be true too, right? Like somebody who knows a lot that gets humbled, that, that's, that's good. They can add humility to their knowledge too. Yeah. The, the other direction works as well. Exactly. Um, you know, one thing that you, you talked about being able to uh, not answer every question. I think I'm going to purposely ask you a question that you're not going to be able to answer. So just be <laughs> okay. ready for Are you ready, John? Oh, you, sure. Because you weren't, you aren't a secular New Testament scholar. I am not a secular New yeah, Testament scholar. you are scholar. a New Testament. I'm not sure I'm a New Testament scholar at all. But any, you love you New know, Testament. You love I do. to read it. I love Jesus and I love to study it. Yeah. So uh, can you explain how a New Testament, a secular, someone doesn't believe in Christ. Yeah. A New Testament scholar can read and study to, and love the book, uh-huh. but not love the author of it. 
I don't know if I can. I mean, I, I can give you some ideas, but you know, it's 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 really difficult, and and we don't always like these ideas. But you know, Paul says in Romans three, "There's no one righteous. There's no not one. No one who see, there's no one who seeks God, and uh, and all these kinds of things." Um, really brings to to light our sin nature, and I really think that's kind of what it boils down to. You know, it, the New Testament is are the historical documents. One somebody can love the understanding of history, the 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 faith of Christianity, the religion of Christianity has has drastically changed the face of the world we live in, and so there can be a fascination with that. Um, you know, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, how how you can engage the word of God and not grow to love the author of it, but Bart Ehrman has, mm-hmm. and others have as well. It's not just him, but he's just the most famous example of it these days. And um, and so I, I really don't know. I, you know, God hasn't called him. I, I, yeah, God, God's. You know, I don't know. Um, it's hard to fathom because I I look at scripture and I look at God and and I just. You know, man, this is, it's amazing. And the, cuts, more, yeah. the more I understand, generally speaking, you know, I have my moments, but the more I understand, generally speaking, the more I'm amazed at, at how God worked this all out Yeah, and and how and his work in this world. So, so um, but man, you can pray for Bart Ehrman. You know, maybe he will repent and, and, and come asset, to faith. Be, and, yeah. Um, that would be our hope. Hmm. You know, it's it, it's funny. It, it is so true that the the word of God is living and it's active and yeah. it cuts and and so and, you know it's so amazing because I mean I find in my in times in my own life where I'm I'm not in a good place and I don't want to get out of that place. You know, sometimes you get stuck in your sometimes you like your own you stick, sin. Yeah, yeah you, you like, like rolling around in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's fun. <laughs> no, not fun, but it, sometimes it just feels. Oh, well, sometimes it's fun. Well, sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it's like you're just stubborn. You're yeah, like, I'm just gonna. Too. I don't care. I just want to yeah. be here and I don't yeah. want to get out of this. And I know the last place I want to go. Is to the to the surgeon's yeah. table, you know, where he's going to start cutting with this yeah. with this, the word of God. It's so amazing that it's like I avoid it when I don't want it because I know it's got to just cut right through me. Yeah, uh, and such that's such a beautiful, powerful thing. Um, so, John, any uh, additional re- uh, resources you recommend? Yeah, I think you know I mentioned a couple on uh, on Sunday. I think I think probably one that's really really good and it's a classic is is J.I. Packer's book Knowing God and I think mm-hmm. that's just a really great place to start to add 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 knowledge. Um, you know if you wanna if you wanna read the Francis Schaeffer book that I mentioned, what, what was the title of that thing? I can't can't remember off the top of my head what the title of that is, but um, it's oh Escape from Reason. Um, and, and that's a super good, it's a little book too. You can read it in one sitting, mm. um, but it's super, super good to understand the dynamics between faith and knowledge. I think those would be a couple of really good resources. Cool. Uh, so John, what's the big idea this week? The big idea is this, faith in God furnished with knowledge of God informs the Christian life. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.